the Aggies landed an offensive lineman in the transfer portal. You are locked on Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. And today we've got some exciting news to talk about as the Aggies landed six foot five, 320 pound offensive guard, Finn Durstein. Durstein played his first few years of college football at Boston College, and he's originally from Massachusetts. He's transferring to the to Texas A&M, where he's going to be playing his final year of college football. This is going to be it for Durstein. And there's a bit of an interesting connection here. Durstein, of course, has been at Boston College since 2018. And Aggie offensive line coach Steve Adazio was the head coach at Boston College from 2013 to 2019. So Adazio, of course, offensive line guy, he coaches offensive line for the Aggies, was the guy who recruited Durstein to Boston College back in a few years ago, back when he was still head coaching. So there's a really interesting connection here. And one thing about when I look at stuff like this is when a coach brings a player with them, you know, Coach Adizio probably said, hey, Jimbo, I I recruited this guy. I recruited this guy to Boston College. He just entered the transfer portal. We got to go get this guy. I know what he can do. I've seen him play. You kind of get that feeling because – Coach Dizio has seen Durstein play tons of times. He coached him for a year or two. So that makes you wonder if Coach Dizio says, this guy is good enough to come here and help our football team. He's a great addition for this team in general. So Durstein, he was he started the, the first four games last year for Boston College and then went down with a season-ending shoulder, shoulder surgery. Tragic for the kid. You hate that. He was pretty much getting his first starting gig since being in college football, since being at Boston College, and he went down with an injury. He decides to enter the transfer portal, and the Aggies went and picked him up. He's he's a a stout offensive lineman. He's a great player, a big kid. Now, when I first looked at this, I'm always a guy, when I see a team add a player in the transfer portal – you kind of do the digging on what's this going to mean? What's this mean for the team? What is this guy going to bring to the roster? And the way I look at it is like this. This is Durstein's last year of college football. So normally when I look at it like that, a guy who just hasn't played a ton in his career besides those four games before going down with an injury, and I think, did they tell him he's going to get some playing time? Why would he come spend his last year? Why would he move up from Boston College to an SEC school where he struggled to get on the field of Boston College? But th- there must be something he's bringing to this football team behind the scenes that is going to help. Or he's just coming to play a year at SEC football and be a depth piece. And if that's the case, he's a player that can help out this football team. I am a big believer in depth, especially in the SEC. You can't have enough. People get hurt. It's a dogfight out there every single Saturday. You're fighting every weekend, trying, working hard, pushing people, blocking people. Offensive linemen get hurt all the time. You got to have a lot of them. There's a lot of teams, you know, that have six offensive linemen who are pretty good players, but two of them go down. Stuff happens. You get a, you, you break an ankle, you hurt a knee, whatever, and you don't have any good players to back those guys up. That's what bringing in a guy like Durstein does for your roster. 
The other thing about Durstein that I find incredibly interesting is he's just a natural born leader. I, I watched a couple clips of him doing different press conferences about stuff when he was playing for Boston college. And he seems just like a great kid. Uh, you know, they always joke and say first player in the weight room, last person out. That That's the kind of player he seems like. He's a motivated guy. He cares about his teammates. He's always, we're here to work. We're working hard. This Our unit's working hard as a team, X, Y, and Z. That's the kind of player you love having on your roster. And it seems like that's what the Aggies have gotten in Durstein. And he's going to be a player. He's going to come in and lead. He's been around. He's an older guy. Last year, college football. He can come help some of these younger offensive linemen and teach them the ways and, and teach them how to be great leaders, teach them how to be great teammates, how to be great students, how to be great people. And that's what Durstein seems like to me, just a great all-around young man who's going to bring a lot to this Texas A&M football team. So now that we've talked a little bit about the most recent addition to the offensive line, let's break down the offensive line as a whole. So I've written out my – predictions for who I think is going to start this year for the Aggies. And I'm going to read it left tackle to right tackle. Read it out for you guys. Left tackle, Trey Zoon. Left guard, Cam Dewberry. Center, Bryce Foster. Right guard, Layden Robinson. Right tackle, Ruben Fothry II. These guys, now, I get it. I know I feel like I've talked about the 5-7 and seven season every single day since I've started back up doing this podcast for you all, but... The offensive line struggled last year. It's no secret. It's no surprise. Everybody that watched and loves Texas A&M knows that. But these guys are experienced players, some of them young. But look at this Look at this statistic right here. This is what gets me excited as an offensive line, as a, as a person who loves offensive line and appreciates the play of these, of these big donkeys in the middle there. 75 combined starts between the five names I just read off to you all that I believe are going to start for the Aggies. That's a lot of experience. 75 games. That's, I mean, let's do the math on this. You add uh, 12 games, ballpark a season. You add together the five players, you know, and you 50 carry a couple ones, about 60. So these are a couple, you know, different seasons to start for these guys potentially. And that teaches you how to play the game. Experience is the best teacher. It's why I always say I'm so happy that Connor Wegman was able to get on the field last year, even though it was a bit ugly. And the offense was rough because he learned the pace of the game. He learned the speed of the game. He learned what he's going to have to do to be successful for the Aggies. And that's what you can say about this offensive line. You bring in a new play caller. I am fully bought in to what Coach Petrino is going to do in College Station. I think he's going to be amazing. I think he's going to help this football program. He's going to help this team. And he's going to kind of save Jimbo Jimbo's behind who struggled to call plays last year. I think Petrino is going to fix this thing and fix it at the snap of your fingers. And it starts with this offensive line because if this offensive line can't give Wegman time or can't block for the for the running back trio the Aggies have, it's going to be tough to move the ball on offense. And that's why the offensive line play this season is going to be crucial. But I think it's going to be better. It, you know, our coaches know how to scheme. They know how to how to work around deficiencies. This offensive line could be a struggle of, of the offense this year. It was last year. I think it's going to take a step forward. But even if it is an issue, even if it is a problem for the Aggies this season, I think Coach Petrino is going to be able to work around those deficiencies to make an efficient offense. So that's interesting. I love, love, love that the Aggies brought in Durstein. I think he's a great human being, great player. He's going to bring a lot to this football team. And I think he makes this offensive line room deeper, 
which deeper is never a bad thing when you're playing SEC football. So to sum all that up, Durstein's a great player, depth for the offensive line, and for the offensive line as a whole, I think the Aggies are going to take a big step forward in 2023, and I think you're going to see that play out on the field. Next, let's talk about four transfer player additions that I'm excited about. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are the most comfortable pants in the world, and that might sound like an, an overreaction or, or something like of the sort. It's not. You know, people tell you pants are comfortable, and you're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I just bought myself two pairs of these shorts, wearing them right now. My goodness. I don't want to take them off. I think I'm going to sleep in them. They are so comfortable. They feel great. They make your legs look tone and strong and buff. It's hard to explain, but you can see them and they look great. I mean, truly, they look great. They, You can wear them golfing. You can wear them to go fish. I like to fish. These are the perfect kind of pants that I'm going to wear to fish. You can wear these pants doing anything. They're great. You got to go give them a look. So if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on college, you can enter promo code locked on college and you're going to win or not win. You're going to receive a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every order. I have one of the tumblers. They're awesome. Go give bird dogs a shot. You are not going to regret it. You all can thank me later. So back to this transfer portal, but we're going to talk about some different players that I'm really excited to see on the field in 2023. There's four guys that I think are going to be – one is going to be a starter. The other three are going to be some depth pieces, but I think that they are going to help this football team in various different ways, and I'm going to get into that right now. First is Tony Grimes. Tony Grimes is the one that I believe is going to start for the Aggies this season. Many people on the beat agree with that and think that he's going to be a starter. He was the three he, – he started at, at North Carolina for a handful of games. He was a former five-star recruit, great player, great player out of high school. Gets to North Carolina, has a couple good years. His sophomore year in 2021, he was all ACC honorable mention. He was fifth in the ACC in pass breakups with nine. And he did a lot of good things on the field. Part of the problem was North Carolina's defense as a whole just wasn't great last year in general. And you know, that kind of made him look bad. A lot of teams put up a lot of points, put up a lot of passing yards, whatever it is. It makes a defense look bad. It makes a, a cornerback room look bad. Grimes is a great player. I think Grimes, like I said, he's going to come in and start for the Aggies immediately, but I don't think he's going to just start. I think he's going to come in and make a massive impact and be a guy. I've said it. I think he's a guy that could could make a all-SEC second-team list type of deal because he's a great player. I believe in five stars. They were five stars for a reason. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer to develop and that gets people discouraged because, oh, they're a five star. They should be great immediately. Texas A&M fans might know a lot about that, having a lot of five stars on the roster currently that some you know might question, are they ever going to pan out? Grimes is a great player. I think he's going to come into his own in College Station this year, playing in the SEC. I'm really excited to see that. I'm really excited to see that all play out. He is a great player, and I think he's going to help this Aggie team out a lot. I'm excited to see. I think he's going to start. Now we're going to talk about the guy who I think is going to back him up but also has a really high upside, and that's Sam McCall. Sam McCall is the, was the number 47 overall recruit in out of high school, according to 24-7 Sports. Went to Florida State as a true freshman, played eight games at Florida State, 
you know, he's PFF grade 73.6. That's a pretty dang good PFF grade. PFF grades are harsh. You you got to be impressive to earn a good grade. Earning a grade that rounds up to 74, that's it's really impressive. And McCall's a guy, he played in eight games at Florida State last year, received a pretty dang good grade from PFF. But, you know, he he wanted some more playing time. He wanted to find a better situation for himself. Transfers to Texas A&M. Now, the Aggies, of course, have a lot of older cornerbacks to go with the transfer of Grimes. I think Grimes, I think McCall is going to start over Grimes, but I do think, or I'm sorry, I said that wrong. I do think Grimes is going to start over McCall, but I think McCall is a player that if Grimes doesn't play well, if one of these veteran cornerbacks for the Aggies doesn't play well, McCall is a guy who can come in and help your football team. There's different packages he could come in, different situations. He's going to be a guy that's going to find a way to help this football team. And I'm going to harp on it a few more times when I when I rattle off all these dams I'm talking about. But depth is key. McCall is a great football player that is going to bring depth to this Texas A&M football team in 2023. He's played at the Power 5 level like Grimes has. He's been there. He's played. He's a young guy. He has a lot of room to develop. And I'm really looking forward to seeing his talent be shown on the field. And I think he's going to have a good year for the Aggies. I think he's going to help more than many people anticipate. Now we're going to talk a little bit of offense. We'll start here with David Bailey, former Colorado State running back, also played at Boston College. So there's that Adazio um, connection once again. And Bailey, once again, another guy. Here's his PFF grades from 2019 to 2021. 80.3, 78.1, 75.8. Last season, played in a handful of games, and then he missed the last eight games of the season. He decides to transfer. He chooses to go into the SEC and play for the Aggies, play for his old head coach at Boston College, that is. I the thing about him is he he's a veteran guy. Running back is another position. Running backs get hurt all the time. We we talk about the trio of of, of stacked running back room that the Aggies have, and they do. The Aggies have some great running backs. I can't sit here and express my excitement for Ruben Owens. I'll be curious to see his role, but that's for another day. But like the Aggies have an outstanding running back room, and David Bailey just makes it deeper. He makes it a lot deeper. So it, it's exciting to know that the Aggies are going to have a lot of young guys, a lot of those 2022 recruits still playing and still guys that obviously are, are in on the field. But then you have veterans behind these young former four, high four and, and high five-star recruits that can help if need be. If somebody's not playing, if, if somebody's not playing well, if something's not going to plan, throw in a wily old veteran to get the job done. David Bailey is a guy who can do that. The other thing I like about Bailey is he's a bowling ball, 225-pound back. Give it to him third and one from the on the one-yard line. They're not stopping him. He's gonna get he's gonna get in the end zone if you if he has to go one yard a hundred times out of hundred and one times. I'm telling you. He has that in him. He's that type of back. He can he can run through people. I think there could be packages for him, but I think all in all, he's just a great depth piece to a football team that has already a really deep and really great running back room. The next player is actually one of the more recent, aside from our recent offensive guard commit. Uh, one of our most more recent transfer portal additions, and that would be Jade Walker, former Division II wide receiver. Last season at Grand Valley State, 30 receptions, 623 yards, four touchdowns. This is a kid, I, I keep saying he's like a wild card. He's like 
you know, rolling, going to Vegas and betting money. It's either going to go great or it's going to go, eh, you know, you're having fun. But what I like about Walker is the upside. He's a guy you stick on your roster, and if he doesn't pan out to be what you expect, it doesn't bother you because you already have some receivers like Moose Muhammad, like Evan Stewart, like Anaya Smith. You have a deep wide receiver room with really, really talented players. Evan Stewart, I've I've been very clear with my opinion that this Texas A&M wide receiver room is going to be outstanding. But then you bring in a guy like Walker who could turn in to be a star or he could turn out to just be a depth piece that helps your team out when he needs to be. Either way, he's helping this football team and he's bringing in depth. You know, Anaya Smith dealt with an injury last year. There's a lot of different injuries that have occurred as we keep talking about him. So Walker brings that depth. He can win 50-50 balls. He has great hands. He's a great route runner. I, I talked, I compared him to some of the NFL route runners. You got like Keenan Allen and Cooper Cup and Stefan Diggs that are just route technicians. That's what Walker is to me. He's just a sound route running receiver who gets open, catches the ball, and gets upfield. I think he helps this Aggie team out in 2023, and I'm frankly really excited to see what he can develop into playing in the SEC. Boots Radford is back. That is right. Boots Radford, Texas A&M guard, is back for another season in College Station. I, You know, you talk about players. Everybody has players they love, whether it be professional, whether it be the college team they love, whatever it is. Boots Radford is one of my favorite college players basketball, football, baseball. He's just a likable player by the fans. He's a great guy, and he's a great basketball player. All SEC second team last year, 13 points a game, 2.4 assists, five rebounds. Had a couple of games where he just won you a game. I keep remembering when when the Aggies played Auburn and, and Radford just went berserk and they beat a good basketball team. And that, for, for me, felt like the game where the Aggies kind of found out, hey, we're a pretty good ball club, and Radford does that for your ball club. I'm so excited to have him back in College Station. This right here gets me excited, too. Two little tidbits about this upcoming basketball team. First, the Aggies are going to be returning 85% of their offensive production from last year because you're returning these guys. Tyrese Radford, Wade Taylor, Henry Coleman, and Julius Marble, four starters, back for the Aggies from a team who competed for the SEC regular season title, made a made the NCAA tournament. This team's going to be really good. I've been very, very adamant with how I feel about the Texas A&M basketball program. Buzz Williams, I think, is one of the best coaches in the country. He's turned the program around. He brought in these guys. He brought you know, Radford with him from Virginia Tech. And he came into Texas A&M, and he's made this team competitive in a, in a conference that teams are continuing to get better and better and better. We talked about it on yesterday's show. The Aggies landed George Turkson, a six foot seven power forward, uh, top hundred player in the class, according to 24 seven sports, all of these things you keep naming off. It's just everything, every sign associated with this Texas A&M basketball team is a thumbs up. It's pointing in the right direction. Already look, look at this off season. You bring back all the guys I just talked about, and then you bring in Eli Lawrence, Middle Tennessee State transfer, 12.2 points, 4.1 rebounds, one assist, 34% three-point shooter. J.C. Carter, 
from University of Illinois, Chicago, 16.6, seven rebounds, 45% from the field, 30% from three. So you already bring back this outstanding group of four great players, and then you bring in two transfers. And then the following year, you're going to have a talented four-star power forward coming into play in, in College Station. The basketball team has worked its way, and I said this yesterday as well, to where if Buzz Williams went knocking on a five-star recruit's door, they're not going to laugh at him and shut the door because Texas A&M has turned into a program where that can be a reality. You can go, Coach Williams can go knock on that door and sit down and have a conversation with the number 19 player in the 2025, 2024 class and have a genuine conversation and get in on that. That's really exciting for a team like Texas A&M, who's just, it, it's on the, on the up and up. The Aggies um, have, have, competed for SEC championships over these last couple of years. They've competed. They were, I'm still frankly upset about not making the tournament a few years ago. We're not going to get into that because then we'll be here for another hour, but the Aggies are competing for SEC championships. And I think soon can potentially be making runs in the NCAA tournament. Thanks to guys like Radford and Taylor and Coleman and marble who are just building this program up and helping Coach Williams have something to take to recruits, to take the transfer portal targets. There's just so much when you look at this basketball program that you have to be excited about. And all of that, you have the, the only people you, person you have to thank is a guy is Buzz Williams and some of these guys that came in with him and trusted him to build this program, and they've done that. Boots Radford is back. All Texas A&M fans can rejoice and appreciate that their beloved Boots is back on the hardwood for one more year in the Texas A&M uniform. It's exciting. The Aggies are going to be good. The Aggies are going to be a heck of a basketball team in twenty twenty in the 2023-24 season, and I can't wait to see them beat up on some SEC teams in conference play. I love SEC basketball. I love Texas A&M basketball. I'm excited to see what this team can do this upcoming season. That's going to do it for today's Locked On Aggies. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Stefaniak. I appreciate you all tuning in, and we will see you tomorrow.